go home. Go home. Go home. And welcome to episode 32 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedour, along with my best friend, my co-host, my tag team partner, Brian Abushakra. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm good because this is the best episode of this podcast. Brian remembered just before we went on that I said that this was going to be the best episode. That's episode right. number 32 is obviously where a podcast finally finds its legs. You know, I just, I recently went deep sea fishing. And I was very nervous that I wasn't going to have my sea legs, that I was going to get seasick, uh-huh. you know, uh, that I was going to be out there with semen. That's a that's a gay joke. That's okay. Uh, we're not above it here. No, we're not. Uh, we grew up in the 90s, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Watch Friends. They did it. That's no, we're right. Not, we're not above it. No. So I was on the sea, just me in the open sea, Captain Hampton in the open sea, Aquabats reference, and... Uh, I was very nervous. I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to be very sick the whole time. Uh-huh. I'm not going to catch a fish. Uh, a shark is going to get me. Those are my four concerns. Those are four major concerns while you're on a boat. All right. I couldn't repeat them. I don't remember what they are. Something about a shark. So, episode 32 uh-huh. is kind of how I felt when it was over. I didn't have anything to worry about. Right. A shark didn't get me. I had my sea legs. I caught a fish. Good. So, in this episode, we will catch a fish. Brian, what kind of fish are you hoping to catch? I don't even know. Brian, Brian says grouper. Good <laughs> pick. Good fish go. pick. I say, I will, I'm going to catch mahi-mahi. Again. <laughs> Done it once. I'll do it again. Again. What? Not above it. We'll do it again. I don't mind. Brian, how has your week been since our last recording, episode 31, which some may say a good episode. Mm. Others may say a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> but all we know is this episode, the best one yet. Brian, Absolutely. how's your week been? It's been really good. Brian had a hell of a week. I had a hell of a, a halluva week. Brian had, oh, wow. Oh, you said it like a fun way. Yeah. And then, and then, uh. And then I scott out, or skanked out. Oh, what? I can't say anything right. <laughs> wow. Me and Brian, uh, had some Mexican food skis, and then we had a couple of brewskis. Uh, too sweet me for that one. Too sweet. Very nice. Uh, we've been listening to a lot of Talk and Shop. Which is an uh, MLW podcast. Yep. If you have not listened to Talk and Shop, you should. You really should. I don't know. I mean, the fact that we are a podcast and we're promoting another podcast on our podcast, I, should, I, I mean, love it. It's amazing. It is. It's a whole bunch of guy gene out there in Japan. And they're, uh, Brian, they're selling out Tokyo Dome. Yeah, they they're are. They're selling out the Kirken Hall. <laughs> they, they sell out everywhere they go. Yeah, they got famous hoot. Business is booming. They got cheerleader hoot. They got big hoot. They got lil hoot. They got it all. <laughs> you definitely check out this podcast. God, I love it. I love it's it. just it's just a bunch of wrestlers sitting mm-hmm. around killing beer. Yeah. And just talking shit. Talking shop. Talking shit, talking shop. So listen to uh MLW Talking Shop podcast. We really recommend it. Absolutely. But outside of that, how's your week of wrestling been? It's been pretty good. You've been you've been keeping up with what's going on in the world? For the most part. Yeah? Yeah. You're keeping up with how Justin Roberts got released? Oh, no, I have not. Oh, well, I just broke news uh, to Brian. No, <laughs> Justin Roberts. Right after Raw, they uh, didn't extend his contract, and Justin oh, Roberts okay. is no longer the ring announcer. Damn. So who's going to announce John Cena? 
think that was probably his worst. Was that pretty good? That was good. Uh, well, uh, John. John. Hated it. God. I like that. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Schimmel, mm-hmm. the rated R super star for Edge, was always funny to me. I don't understand. Like, they were just friends, and that was, like, just, I think, to pop one another. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Yeah. But Justin Roberts is gone. Wow. Uh, I guess maybe you bring up somebody from NXT? It'll be Lillian Garcia. There, there's Yeah, there's no way it won't be. Uh, It'll be Lillian Garcia on Raw and Tony Schimmel on SmackDown. Like, I guess for now, at least. They're paying them. I mean, they're, yeah, just, well, I they're mean, hanging out. Why, why bring somebody up yeah. if you don't have to? But kind of weird. Like, I thought Justin Roberts fit. You know, I was never a huge Justin Roberts fan. Yeah. I thought he was okay. Yeah, he was all right. Um, but I thought in, like, the last couple of years, that was he was, like, the sound, like, yeah. the voice. Yeah, he was It he worked. Was, for he like, was good. When they did, like, the big match feel, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this I've gotten so used to it. It's like, okay, this works. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so they just didn't extend his contract, so no more Justin Roberts. Interesting. I wonder... That made me think, like, if you're a referee or an announcer... Uh-huh. Like, kind of like, where do you go? I guess you just, that's why you go to like TNA. Right? Yeah. Or so, you go to Japan. So maybe he ends up there. Like, I, I'm really not sure where yeah. he ends up, what he does as an announcer or as like a referee or any of like, you know, they, they release their timekeeper. You know, if that's kind of all you know and you just kind of worked in this business, I, I don't know where, like, you can work the independence as a timekeeper. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I mean, that's not gonna. It doesn't do anything nuh-uh. in the independence. I mean, it's all it's all the ref in the in the indies, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it, it's it's kind of weird to see what's gonna be happening next with. Yeah, that I I really I'm just kind of at a loss because I don't really know where you go when it's like quitting a job or yeah. getting fired from a job, and you go. Well, that's all I've done for like four years. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what to do. That's man. Yeah, that's a really good point. At all. And like, I mean, at least man, a, how how niche is a professional wrestling announcer? Or I mean, a ring announcer can be UFC. They can go to boxing. Yeah. They can go to all these things. But I mean, potentially, potentially you potentially. can. potentially potentially you can. But again, it's so niche. Yeah. It like I I man. guess it would be funny. Like, man, what if he like worked the next PWG show? Like, how weird would that be? Yeah. But that would be cool. Yeah. But then, uh, cool doesn't get you paid. And, and I know a lot of cool poor people. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and it's like, the appearances you have as a professional wrestling ring announcer or a referee, like, uh-huh. that's really what pays you, is right. the fact that you're consistently doing this job. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting concept where, it, okay, well, yeah, you can go to boxing, yeah. but you announce, what, seven shows a year? Yeah, exactly. Like, unless you announce every night at the Bellagio yeah, for and, their nighttime and, boxing match. And, and you could potentially, yeah. but like, you know, I, I know that a lot of people were kind of getting back and forth about, oh, you know, working this many house shows and now they're cutting back on house shows. So it's kind of cutting back on your pay and you're not really getting what you got before. And uh, yeah. I think WWE is kind of going through like some weird money, like hard times right now. Um, that's the way it kind of appears because it looks like yeah. they're kind of like cutting budgets and, and releasing people. What I'm hoping it is more than anything, because mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like they're doing really well in terms of publicity. But that doesn't yep. mean anything, because I mean, the, the the biggest case of of that is ECW. Right. Publicity wise, they were great. Uh-huh. Financially, they were shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like publicity and their penetration is so heavy right now mm-hmm. that like you can go to any Kmart and buy some John Cena, I mean, John Cena shorts. Target. Yeah. You, you got. It's, you it's, get all, that it's John all over Cena the place. Box. But at the same time, like. It just, it's not having the same impact that it had maybe 
a year ago. But yeah. I, but maybe it has more, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm wrong. But it just feels like money wise with like the WWE network and everything, it's not. It's not kind of happening the way I think they thought it would. And and I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's the conservative businessman of, you know, uh, um, Vince McMahon knowing that, you know what? We don't have to go big right now. I thought it was going to be bigger than it was because I think they had, like, they had stars in their eyes for the WWE I, Network. I agree, yeah. And they weren't, they, they kind of overshot what they what their expectations mm-hmm. should have been. And now you're seeing the backlash of that. But I'm fine with it because I have a feeling that this is more of a kind of like a restructuring period Uh than anything else. I mean, you've lost three at least. Daniel Bryan is out. Yeah. Roman Reigns is out. out. Who else are we missing? CM Punk. CM Punk is gone. No, no, you're right. He's gone. Yeah, no, no. You're you're absolutely right. That was your top heel Mm -hmm. and your second top face. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean that those are big losses for for the next few months and I mean you definitely they definitely knew CM Punk mm-hmm. was do- was done around the time Daniel Bryan was gone too because right. they knew he was going to have to go. Mm-hmm. If you look back at how they build all of this stuff leading into him leaving, mm-hmm. you're like that's why. Yeah. Oh, he was going to leave. Oh, he was injured. That's why they weren't pushing him for the title yep, yep. because they didn't want to do this to us again. I just I just think they they didn't have anything for him, and he got real tired, and he's like, I already don't want to be here. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Which is fine. I've quit yeah. so many jobs that way. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've quit so many jobs where it's like, I don't want to fucking yeah. be here. I'm out of here. And and then Daniel Bryan was injured for months before yeah. he left, mm-hmm. and they and, and that's what I was saying. They, they knew he was going to have to leave, so they didn't want to give him the title to steal it from him yeah. again. Yeah, Because that's what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. So you lost all three of these people, and mm-hmm. now it's just kind of like, I think we need to figure out what we have to do next. Yeah. And with NXT, I was reading this really cool article about how NXT is like really the, the face of the WWE network. Yeah. If oh, it definitely is. If there's one reason to get NXT it, mm-hmm. it, or to get WWE network, it, it's it's for NXT. Yeah. You, you realize there's no other show on uh, on the WWE network that matters. Yeah. Like it's it's all archive stuff mm-hmm. or like superstars or main event. Yeah. It's those those don't matter. It's like yeah, it's fun to watch Heath Slater wrestle Zack Ryder. Yeah, but uh, hey, that was a great match. It was not bad. Yeah, um, but at the same time, you're like, well, this doesn't fucking matter. NXT is a weekly thing mm-hmm. that matters mm-hmm. that I'm so ready to tune in for. Yep, every Thursday. Every Thursday, I'm like I like settling down for the night. It's ten o'clock. I put on NXT. And it's like so much fun. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it. I mean, yeah, I love Countdown. Yeah, I love Monday Night War. Yep. I love all the little specials. Mm-hmm. But NXT they, they is don't, it. They don't matter the way NXT does. NXT is fighting for... It, it's people fighting for a spot. Mm-hmm. You're not there to fill a spot. You're there to take a spot. Exactly. And I love that banner. And that's exactly what the article was saying. Yeah. It, it's that... Uh, among all other things, yeah, the writing is good. Yeah, it's a lot of wrestlers having the creativity that they, you know... That they wouldn't normally get on the main roster, uh-huh. but it's really you're fighting to be up on that main roster, right? And it's that drives people to put out shows that you see. Like Tyson Kidd is great on NXT. Oh, I love Tyson Kidd in NXT. It's, I love it. He's like he's like my favorite heel he, in NXT. He's, he's so much fun to watch, and like he's a heel, but yeah. everything that happens to or around him or whatever, I go ah, you can kind of like explain it away, and he's not a dick, but he's a dick. <laughs> Like, I know he's a dick. Yeah. But, like, but he's not. Yeah. It's so good. And as a result, we've seen him 
He's uh, he's been on, on Raw. Raw. He's been on Superstars. He's been on Main Event. He's been showing up. Yeah. He's been showing up, which is more than he's been doing in like the last year. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. Like they're making something happen. You know, somebody sees something in him, and the guy's a workhorse. It, so, yeah. I mean, he'll uh, be around for a long time. I think you're gonna see a real void in NXT in like the next couple months because uh, uh, Hideo Itami is not going to be sticking around no. NXT. They didn't sign him to go to NXT. No, they did not. They, they signed him to be a big player on the roster. Yeah. Up like mid-card, upper mid-card guy. The same goes with, and we're spoiling something, so uh, skip forward about 45 seconds starting. Sean, when you hear this, uh, edit in just people skipping forward about 45 seconds. Okay. Uh, this Thursday is a debut which we've been waiting for for weeks. And we've been teasing every so week. So fu- Yeah, because we think it's going to keep so happening. Wrong. Oh, god damn it. It's because I keep watching it and I go, oh, it's going to happen. Oh, it's not fucking happening this week. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, Prince Devitt, Fergal Devitt, mm-hmm. is debuting this week as, yes. as Finn Balor. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Um, he's debuting with Hideo Itami. They're going to go fucking crazy on the Ascension. That's another person that they signed who's not going to be sticking around NXT. No. Those aren't guys who are staying around in the lower ranks to like, well, okay, we'll see how they do here and then bring them up. Yeah. Those are guys who they're going to show you a little bit of, establish a little bit, and then go, fucking, you're on the show. You're yeah. on the show. You're on the show. Go. Go. Uh, yep. I feel like uh, Sami Zayn is the first of those people, but they kind of didn't see much in him until some, until I really feel like Triple H came along and went like, okay, you're like the next guy. Yeah. I think, I think. More than anything, because I remember uh, this was on the uh, uh, Talk is Jericho with Paul Heyman and Edge. Oh, real, real quick, just an aside. This week's Talk is Jericho, uh-huh. Justin Roberts. Oh. So I really want to listen to that, and you guys should too. Ooh. I, he's not going to say anything that's like, fuck WWE, because yeah. there's no way he wants to burn that bridge. No. Because that's his ticket back to the big time. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting, because I think Jericho, even though the first 15, 20 minutes of his show are pretty like... Skip, 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 yeah. skip, skip, Oh, skip. absolutely. Uh, I think his interview is, like, pretty decent. Yeah. He, he, he's so casual that he brings a lot out of people. He really so, does. He's, so, a, he's a great interviewer. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your point. No, no, no. But um, I think it's Paul Heyman saw that best two out of three yep. falls match between Cesaro and Sami Zayn, which, honestly, I still haven't seen. And, oh, it's uh, great. And, and, man, that – I remember the story that Edge told about, uh, about watching it. Yeah. Because I think he was backstage watching Paul Heyman uh, – uh, see it and he's like yeah Paul Paul just like stopped the yep. middle of the conversation yep. and just watched this match and I think he talked to Triple H mm-hmm. Triple H ever the businessman ever the just natural built wrestler yep I mean that guy was born to be a, a, yeah. in, in wrestling yep paid attention mm-hmm. and Sami Zayn if you want if you want to talk about the next I would and and, and th- this is how much I, I put my faith in this Sami Zayn if you want to talk about the next potential like Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. caliber wrestler, I would say it's Sami Zayn. It's it's what gets me about Sami Zayn is that he has a build that looks pretty good. He's like a little thin or whatever. Yeah, but he's not a small guy. He's like when, six two or six yeah. Three. When, when he's in the ring against Titus O'Neil and Titus O'Neil is playing the monster, and they're about the same height, so Sami Zayn has to like crouch down a little bit. Yeah, it's like oh no, he's got he's got a little bit of the size. Mm-hmm. He's bulked up. I don't know if people have paid attention. He's bulked up. A lot. He was a scrawny little dude when mm. we watched him in a yeah. Jewish community center in fucking yeah, LA. Yeah, he, he would tag with uh, he would tag with uh, Human Tornado, and they'd be two skinny black guys. <laughs> so figure that name out. <laughs> I forgot about two skinny black. Guys. Yeah, they're two skinny black guys. Oh my god! Yeah. 
I forgot about that tag yeah. team. Yeah, you remember best. Do you remember when Generico would team with Quicksilver and they would be Cape Fear and yes. they'd come out to the theme from Cape Fear? That's great. If you live in the LA area and you like wrestling and you're not watching PWG, mm-hmm. you're dumb. There's a show this Friday. Uh, I I know. I like no time to get it off from work for you. And no it's way. like I'm off. Are you really? Wait. I wonder if there's tickets online. After this, we're gonna look for tickets online. We're gonna. Look, we're totally the, gonna because be because we might make. A, we Wait, might. Is might that the 18th? No, it's it's the 17th. 18th is here. Okay. On Saturday. Okay. Yep. It's, so it's a Friday. Okay. Um. So potentially we might be going to the PWG show on short notice. <laughs> yeah. You want to drive up to Racine? <laughs> not really, but for a PWG show, why not? Yeah. So um, that's kind of how the week of wrestling has been. It's been a little weird. I watched some Super Junior stuff from uh, from Japan. Nice. Some ricochet in the finals, and the guy is like a fucking monster. That guy will end up in WWE eventually, mm-hmm. I think. But um, I just don't think they're ready for that kind of style. Yeah. D- WWE style is so different from indie wrestling. And it's funny because, it, it, I mean, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are Mega64 fans and maybe not necessarily wrestling fans. Yeah. Um, but we've been getting a lot of emails, especially the last couple months, like the last month or two, where people are going, hey, I haven't watched since like middle school. Yeah. I'm getting like really into it again. Thanks to your podcast. And we love those. Like, yeah. thank you. Thank, I'm so glad you guys are watching wrestling again. But when you watch WWE and it's like so many kicks and punches and then like a rust hold, you're like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, whatever. This is what you come to expect. Yeah. When you watch independent wrestling, it's like... Every wrestling thing starts with the universal spot, which is the collar and elbow tie up. Absolutely, into the ropes, the shoulder blocks. But then it's it's arm drags, it's like pin combinations. It's honestly the way that the divas wrestle in NXT yeah. is the way indie wrestling matches start at like a way faster pace. Yeah, and and that's the pace that I mean maybe is maybe that's just how I grew up, mm-hmm. but. That was Monday Night Raw. To me, I see that on NXT, and I'm like, this is what I expect yeah. out of wrestling. Yeah. And why doesn't it look like this? Because now? it's a total, WWE is a totally different style. Yeah. They they want a punch and kick, slamming you in the face, kind of like not taking a whole lot of bumps style. You take seven or eight bumps and you're out. It's yeah. A, it's a WCW style. And and I and I get it, and they, they do a much better job of telling a story mm-hmm. than WCW ever could, mm-hmm. but like, when you get somebody like Cesaro in the ring and he does this kind of stuff, I mean, people love it. Yeah. And and uh, Damian Sandow does the same sort of wrestling. I, yep. I mean, they're both heels, and that's yep. how they wrestle. That's how a heel should wrestle in WWE. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, don't make that the hated style. Make that the style that people watch. Yep. That's what I mean. Stone Cold used to wrestle like that yep. too. Yeah. And and that's why I want to praise this before we get into NXT and everything. And uh, our format's going to be a little bit different, probably towards like the last twenty minutes of the show because yeah. we got a lot to talk about. Um. I want to praise uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch this week. Man. I mean, great, just kind of like that indie wrestling style. A, a lot of technical hold, catch, yeah. not even catch as catch can, but like hold for hold. Yeah. Going into a pin, going into a pin, like bridging out of a pin, like doing these moves they that put are on like. They're the clinic, man. They're, they're really interesting. I, I mean, we talk about it every week. We love Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Love Sasha Banks. Uh, I think she's so good in the ring. Like yep. she's improved. She is my yeah. most improved of the year. Oh, absolutely. She's I would been. Agree with you, 100%. She's been incredible from where she started, like a year, about a year ago, to like now. It totally improved. Yeah, lives in that character. Totally a heel. Like has an expanded move set. Like her. Yeah. Her. 
her moveset has gone so wide now. Yeah. She has some, like, really devastating stuff. Some yeah. stuff that I would expect from, like, the guys on the WWE roster. Yeah. Like, that knees to the midsection thing. I love that move. That is a move that somebody in WWE should be using. And, like, the fact that Sasha Banks is the one using it is, like, damn. Yeah. Like, th- that move... She's making that. It always looks so big, so good, so impactful. Yep, exactly. And 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 the thing about her that I think uh, what a lot of people don't realize is uh, about making somebody look good in the ring and what makes them uh-huh. look the most improved is just how they move about in the ring. Yeah. How fluid they are. Mm-hmm. And this is this is one of the things that makes Randy Orton like in, in, godlike, in, incredible it, it's it's your your ring awareness and your understanding of just where you are and your, how your position it's is. your body control and Sami Zayn does the same thing exactly yeah and, and Sasha Banks is actually really controlled she, very she, disciplined she's, in the ring. she's really really controlled she has she has a lot of maneuverability mm-hmm. she makes everyone look good uh she makes herself look good it, I mean I always have fun watching a Sasha Banks match yeah I look forward to when she wrestles but I also look forward to, like, I love her entrance. Yeah. I love her poses and everything. Her pose is my favorite pose. I love that she yells at the crowd. Mm-hmm. There's so much interaction and everything. She just works on this NXT level so well mm-hmm. that I hope when she comes up to the WWE level, she works just as well. Yeah. Especially because you really are starting to kind of uh, pad the base for a really good Divas division. Yeah. Yeah. If you just have... Hey, I'm fine, WWE, because, I, I mean, I mentioned this last week on the show, but apparently, explicitly, Vince McMahon said, no Total Divas will yeah. hold the Divas Championship, Yeah, which I think is stupid. Uh-huh. I think Total Divas should hold the Divas Championship, and you bring back the Women's, women's championship, championship, Yeah, and and then you build two separate women's wrestling brands. Uh, they, they, they already are. Yeah. It's just putting a title on one, who gives a fuck, and yeah. then a women's title on the other. Because it's totally fine to I have... Hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, and that's a really good idea. Uh, that's honestly a really good idea. That, that's what I thought they were going to do with it, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a show called Total Divas, you yeah. have the championship with the name of this show in it, yeah. like... Just let that be its own thing. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And let it be what draws the female audiences or the people who aren't necessarily into wrestling right. but see the reality show part of it. Right, right. And then have the actual women's wrestling because you have Paige. Yep. You have AJ Lee. Mm-hmm. You have Becky Lynch. Yeah. You have Charlotte. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are these... And Sasha Banks, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're listening to this. Sasha Banks, we know you're I'm listening so to this. I'm so sorry. I forgot I, you. Brian, sorry, and I love you. Do you want to talk about Dragon Ball Z? My favorite is Yamcha. Uh, Sasha Banks. Go, no. Email gohomeshow at mega64.com and let us know who your favorite Dragon Ball Z character is. Sasha Banks, listen. You you can email us and then you, you could just know I was there at the premiere of uh, Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods mm-hmm. in Los Angeles mm-hmm. with all the voice actors. Right. I have connections. Brian has connections. I have the connections. We can hook you up with Justin Rojas. He works even though, for- But to be fair, you have, you already, you're already talking to him. So, so tell Justin I say tell, yo. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sasha Banks, we know you're listening to this. Tell Justin Rojas we say hi. Hey. I I could text him real quick, but Sasha, I want you to tell Justin Rojas that Eric and Brian from Vegas 64 say hi. And Justin, if you're listening to this podcast, uh-huh. you, self, you can just go ahead. Tell Sasha Banks we say yo. Yeah. Send her a serial experiments lane for yeah. me. <laughs> and tell her, tell her, hey, yo, check this DVD out. Yo, oh, that's Get what's on up. Blu-ray, whatever. Yeah. That's, what, that's what Yamcha and, the, and Ox King say. Uh, we dress up. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sasha Banks. We love you. 
<laughs> Sasha Banks, email gohomeshow at vegas64.com and let us know what you think about the new Sailor Moon. We would love for you to be the first guest on the Go Home we Show. We still haven't had a guest. There's 32 episodes. More than 32 because yeah. we've done other episodes. We still haven't had a guest. Yeah. Let us know who you want to hear as a guest on this show. Sasha Banks is not going to do it, but Sasha, we would love for you to do it. Yes. Uh, maybe we'll have somebody else on sometime, but uh, Sasha, let us know. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll let you know that we love you because we already you already know Sasha yeah. you already know yeah Brian here's the thing we're mm-hmm. about twenty something minutes in we haven't talked about much mm-hmm. we talked about wrestling we have. it's been pretty wide mm-hmm. I want to let everyone know now we hated Raw <laughs> <laughs> we've been we be blunt. like we Brian was talking to me earlier he's like no let's kind of like talk around it. And like, oh, you know, we won't like complain too much Let's about it. Let's do a gimmick. Raw, Raw was really bad. Yeah. It like, Raw's been like really bad for the last couple of weeks, and we're sorry. Like, we don't want to be the people who complain and go, we don't like the wrestling that we watch. We honestly really enjoy wrestling yeah. and everything. The matches were pretty decent. Everything else in the show was like, I don't, I don't want this. I, I mean, this, this is what happened. We, Eric and I met last night. We were, uh-huh. we were all hanging out, and uh-huh. he went. Hey, have you heard about Raw? And I went, no, I just got off work. Why would happen? He's like, well, let me tell you what happened. Yeah. He told me the whole... I, I, we ran down the show, the triple threat, like the three-way tag match. We ran down like match by match and everything. And then Dean Ambrose and John Cena in a contract on a pole match in the main event. I mean, who wants to... And that was supposed to be the match probably to open the show. Exactly. On the On Hell in a Cell. Right. They made it a Raw main event. Because they, like, I feel like they shot themselves in the foot going like, you guys are going to do that. And they didn't realize you don't sell pay-per-views based on potential main events. Yeah. That's not how, you, you can't. You can't. Especially twice in a year. Yeah. You can't sell it on potential main events. It doesn't, it doesn't work business-wise. It doesn't make any sense. No. Hey man, are you ordering Hell in a Cell? Uh, I'm not sure. What's the main event? Oh, we don't know. Are you serious? And it's two weeks out? That's crazy. That's crazy so what wwe did what is uh oh hey guys we're not gonna have that match at hell in a cell we're gonna have it tonight oh sick john cena against dean ambrose oh that's pretty hey that's pretty cool in a contract on a pole match fuck I, you i don't have time for wcw bullshit that's exactly what i was they've been say. putting nitros on network i will never ever jericho reference watch them again Wow, nice. Because I had to watch them once. Uh, they're so fucking chintzy. They are. And like insulting, honestly. <laughs> they're really insulting. They are. To, to think that like, hey guys, we're going to have a contract on a pole match. Can we, this seems important. Can we have a wrestling match? No. Here's a gimmick. Fuck you. Gimmicks mean nothing. Yeah. If they don't get somebody over definitively. And, and and they... I get that Dean Ambrose has really been benefiting from this whole, like, feud. Because the crowd loves Dean Ambrose. Yeah. He beat John Cena. Sort of. Sort of. And that's what... There will always be that win-loss asterisk. Yeah. And, he, like... He got a win. Yep. But it was because he grabbed a contract. And so they'll never talk about how Cena lost. They'll only talk about how Dean Ambrose won. Yeah. And there was interference. And there was a poll. And it was... it. When I see that hanging there, I just think I I can't honestly watch this and think that an intelligent person would buy into this. Especially because 
in their retrospectives mm-hmm. in the Monday Night War program. They make fun of it. They make fun of how WCW mm. was, and, and early 90s WWF mm-hmm. were insulting their audience intelligence. Yep. And, and, and they have fallen into that trap of like, haha, right? Yeah. Can you believe how dumb it was? And then it's like, here's the Mini Gator versus Torita. I mean, that, how is that not exactly what was happening? It's, it's exactly the same, and the thing that kills is that there's no competition. Yeah. And, and it's really, really hard when there's no competition because you have nothing. There's no, there's no measuring stick. Yeah. There, you just go like, how was Raw? Fine. Yeah. What happened? Uh, whatever. Like, there's nothing to gauge it against. Yeah, because there are the people like us who will never not watch Raw. I, I have a good time watching wrestling no matter what it is. I watch bad wrestling constantly oh yeah i I watch good wrestling a lot Mm -hmm. watching super juniors like new japan all this stuff is like this is great yeah it's fantastic yeah but like at the same time i'll i'll watch bad matches like i want to learn i want to see more about wrestling Mm -hmm. and even a bad match you'll get a couple good spots in Uh, and we'll talk about pieces of raw maybe that we enjoyed and things that they're doing right and wrong whatever when we get into that here shortly we will review nxt yeah we definitely will but I wanted to talk about this because there's no competition. Yeah. Global Force Wrestling lives in a world of tweets and dirt sheets and like it doesn't exist. Right. Jeff Jarrett is like, I'm in Global Force Wrestling. Cool. Where can I watch it? You can't. Tight, man. Like, I awesome. would love to have anything. Like, TNA obviously has, it, it missed, it, it missed the boat. Oh. And I think everyone would agree that TNA missed the boat to be the competition yeah. for the WWE. Or at least it's in a dormant period where it has to regroup, reassess, and then build back up. But that's, in my opinion, I, it's going to take two I, years. I think it, I think it's done in the next two years. Yeah. I really don't think TNA will exist in the next two years. I mark I, my words. Podcast thirty-two, which is the best episode, and this is why. This is the why right here. Mark it. I I I enjoy TNA. Mm-hmm. I think that they have a better wrestling product. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their writing, their booking, their promotion pales in comparison to WWE so much and they've had so many missteps over like the last six months mm. that I really don't know if it's going to survive another two years because it's such a money vacuum. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no money in wrestling right now. But Global Force exists in this world of tweets and, and dirt sheets and, and everything. internet and shit. Coming to an actual network, although it's called the El Rey Network, I don't know it. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a Spanish language network. I'll watch it. I absolutely will too. Premieres October 29th, just before Halloween. Damn. On El Rey Network. Lucha Underground. Definitely check out Lucha Underground. It is comprised of kind of an all-star cast of wrestlers that have been around, are still around. Blue Demon Jr. is in it. Wow. Um... Who else? Uh, Conan from uh, from WCW. He was in the Red and Black, the Wolfpack. Fuck the Red He's and Black. about about it and rowdy rowdy it. Yeah. Fuck the Red and Black. What? What? Matt Stryker is the announcer. Hey. My favorite Lucha Libre female wrestler. I wish there was like Lucha Libre s. I wish there was like a term yeah. or whatever. A l- luchador. Sexy star. Oh, sexy star. I love you, sexy star. I know you're listening to this. You're gorgeous. You show. That uh, it is not just for men. That Lucha is for women as well. Beautiful. Chavo Guerrero Jr. He's in it also. Uh, Puma 
There's a guy named Puma. I remember Puma. Nope, different Puma. Oh. Puma is Ricochet in a mask. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's a guy named Johnny Mundo. That's John Morrison. So this is all taped in Boyle Heights, which is, like, Los Angeles. It's, uh... Man, like, this is legit. They have made a lucha, a small lucha wrestling show. They got it on a network. Search for at Lucha El Rey on Twitter and follow them. I I really, like... I will. You definitely should because, damn, man, like, they're... I think they're going to put out... It's not going to be a show that's going to compete with WWE or anything, but honestly, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, you know, I think the one the one group that would have any sort of clout against WWE mm-hmm. if they wanted to start making moves is PWG. Yeah, it. I think Ring of Honor has been that for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And they have a smaller syndication deal, and it's getting syndicated to a couple more places or whatever. And it's cool. I love I love Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, it's always good. But um, I think we really like PWG because we used to go. And also, it has like that, I don't want to use the word hipster, but it has like that little bit of edge that's mm-hmm. just kind of like the like dickish, like nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of thing. Yeah. So. For me, I always, what I always enjoyed about PWG was mm-hmm. just the performances. Mm-hmm. I mean, it and the cards were so stacked. Yeah, I I agree. And I don't think wrestling on a wrestling show brings ratings. No. I, I love I love professional wrestling as entertainment. Mm-hmm. I I love it as a sport, the athleticism, and that's why you watch like a lot of Japan and everything. Yeah. Has like that like athleticism, the hard hitting, the flips, the crazy spots. It's great. Mhm. But that doesn't make a show like a big draw. Yeah. You have to have that entertainment aspect. Yeah. PWG has no promos. Yeah. But I, I feel like, and that's why I said if they wanted to. Right. I mean, they're in LA. Mm-hmm. I know everyone who runs PWG probably knows somebody who knows somebody who could get them on TV. Right. So it's it's just if they wanted to, and this is what I respect about them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they care. I, I I don't think so. I think that they really like what they're doing. Exactly. I think they're in a very comfortable spot. Yeah. I think there's probably two guys of like the five guys who run it who are going, come on, yeah. let's like get bigger. But success sinks ships. It really does. It does. Like when you have to... When you can't just do whatever you want, you kind of get fucked. Yeah. Again, like I said earlier, I don't know a lot of cool, rich people. Yeah. I know rich people, Mm -hmm. and I know cool people. Yeah. And in that Venn diagram, not a lot of middle ground there. I would say the two people I can think of off Uh the top of my head, Uh uh, Hideo Kojima Uh and Cliff Blazinski. Yeah, right? Those are cool, rich people. Oh, Tommy Tallarico. Tommy Tallarico. Tommy Tallarico is the king of the cool rich people. But that's because he's not a famous rich person. No, no he just... He is a successful person in his field... Right. ...who just happens to have some fame through that. Yeah, exactly. And so, when you have to kind of abide by a master, mm-hmm. it's hard to do what you want to do... Yeah. ...in Living Color. Living Color reference. That's the theme song. Cultivity. That's uh, the band Living Color. Yeah. Different reference. Mm-hmm. Great job. Yes. We did it. Yes. Weaving it Push. all together. Push and believe. Too sweet me for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Podcast 32. Best <laughs> the, one. The best 
one. Uh, before we get into NXT, I did want to read a couple of reviews. Hey, by the way, thank you for going onto our iTunes and leaving reviews. We have like five or six more than we did last week. I, I want to read word for word the bad one. Okay. Uh, from April 20th, 2014. Oh, good, good. So this is within a couple of months of when we started. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Need a glass of water? No, we had tacos. I apologize. <coughs> Title. Trash. One of five stars by the one nerd. <clears throat> and it reads. Also, if you guys want, you can make this a Shakespeare theater if you like. <clears throat> Just a bunch of hacks ranting about a subject they clearly that they clearly love, but have no idea what they are talking about. They will gladly give you their opinion, of, there is spelled T-H-E-R-E, on how WWE should be running things, but will insult fans for suggesting the same thing. They also have no shaming spitting... Spiting. I'm sorry, spiting. They also have no shaming spiting on the grave of a great man who did a lot for the business. Oh, he meant spitting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. It, but he's dumb because he's the one nerd. Because he did something that every wrestler at one times has done. Don't waste your time with these idiots. And for that matter, don't waste your time with Mega64. You want a good wrestling podcast? <laughs> Go to OSW Review. Shouts out OSW Review. Shouts out. Uh, here's a uh, here's a review from October eighth. <clears throat> Two best friends slash tag team partners slash co hosts talk about wrestling. By Eric Badura is a rosebud. Fuck. I know who that is. Wow, these guys know so much about anime and wrestling. Brian looks just like Vegeta with a mustache. <laughs> Which I sent shade. <laughs> okay. Next review. October 8th. Title. Wow. Dot, dot, dot. Ah. Five stars by Biotic X God. <laughs> what the, these guys know, I know, absolutely nothing about anime and very little about Slipknot. But this is a wrestling podcast, so that stuff is completely irrelevant. This podcast is hashtag too sweet. Hell yeah. Too, too sweet, sweet for that one. That, Hell yeah. Yeah. God damn. We love it. Uh, last one I will read is from August 3rd. <clears throat> Title. Boy, these two best friends sure love wrestling. Five stars by Robbie G510. <laughs> Review. Adam Rose looks like an ape. Ape from Rose. <laughs> a hashtag ape from Rose. Adam Rose, we know you're listening to this. We're sorry you look like an ape. It's very sad. Guys, go to our iTunes, leave a review. Uh, let them know that episode 32 of this podcast is probably the best one. Absolutely. And that you know that episode 32 of any podcast is really where people get their legs. That's definitely right. Brian, before we get into NXT, yes. we keep putting it off because we don't want to talk about Raw. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, something that I liked very much. That uh, that debuted this week, and you could pre-order at HighSpots.com. If you go to the YouTube channel HighSpots, you should definitely be looking for this. It's called Wake Up, Time to Die, with Cliff Compton and Sex Ferguson. Preview. Cliff Compton, uh, who is Deuce or Domino, I think it's Domino. Uh-huh. I think it's Domino, from the Deuce and Domino tag team of the mid-2000s WWE. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Uh, they were like 50s throwbacks. They had like cool leather jackets. One of them was... Um, I vaguely remember this. One of them was uh, Jimmy Snuka's son, I think. Ah. Huh. And the other one is Cliff Compton, who's uh, Mr. 5150, it, who is... Uh, no, no. He's Mr. 1356. Those are the two episodes of Colt Cabana's podcast that he's on. And then uh, you're going to want to turn this part down because I'm going to do a Cliff Compton impression right now uh, where he goes on the podcast and he goes, Time to die! So again, I apologize, but I needed you to know what he does. Um, okay. He has started a new talk show on High Spots, which you can pre-order for, I think, 18.95. And this episode is honestly like so in my wheelhouse for me to pay for yeah because the preview is so fucking good cliff compton i don't think talks more than five oh five, five times seconds? i mean i mean he hardly has anything to say because at, at impact doc on twitter big lg on uh on pro wrestling t someone's got to promote that brian somebody has to someone's gotta promote big lg luke gallows <laughs> luke gallows as his character sex ferguson Sex Ferguson. Sex Ferguson. Brent, I don't know if you know. Sex Ferguson's been working up and down these territories. For the last 40 years. For the last 40 years, he's been tearing it up, you hoot. He knows all about what goes on in here. Fucking goddamn it. You, he, listen, this is what he's all about. You ready? Yeah. Popping gas station dick pills. Right. Drinking Four loco. Right. And fucking strippers. Sounds good to me. That's what he does. If it don't come in a white envelope and uh -huh. you can't and snort you, it. And you, and you can't snort through it. He don't accept it for a form of payment. Definitely check out this show. Because not only is it Cliff Compton and Sex Ferguson, Freight Train is in the background and doesn't say anything. <laughs> he can't! There's nothing to you, say. You can't talk when it's Sex Ferguson. Let me just read you the first paragraph of the description of this on HighSpots.com. <clears throat> Wake up time to die with Cliff Compton. Special guest, Sex Ferguson. What better way for Cliff Compton to debut his new show than with a 40-year vet, Sex Ferguson? Sex has done it all. Sex has done it all is a great sentence. Sex has done it all. It has. He has worked for New York, On the Rock with Gallows, Goulas Territory, Up There for Don Owens, Calgary, Japan, Down There for Eddie Graham, Memphis Twice, Bullers, Ozark Mountain Wrestling After It Closed, Crockett's, parenthetical, Steve Not Jim, Ribera Steakhouse, Bill Watts, Wing, and for any promoter that is willing to give him a dirty 30 and natty light. That is what the fuck you're in for. When we talk about, uh, when we talk about the, the Good Brothers over at Talk and Shop, Luke Gallows is out of his fucking mind. Luke, I hope, I hope you ever hear any of this. Oh, me too. I, I, I love you. So much. Everything that you do on, on talking shop it has influenced me so oh, much absolutely you're you're and i mean this in the nicest way you're a fucking maniac and i love you i he luke you 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 have made so much of what makes me annoy eric <laughs> and i can't stop brian talks in the redneck voice but has no redneck roots. No. Brian's first generation American. I, but I'm the most redneck that I could possibly be. <laughs> Eric comes over to my house and just goes, 
so you're not wearing a shirt, huh? <laughs> and I go, nope. Nope, not on his property. Not on my property. <laughs> I have to restrain myself from doing it on this podcast Brian, so much. Brian just wants to talk. We got street tacos earlier, and Brian started talking in the redneck voice. I can't. It's, it's the funniest thing to me that this person just like, this is how he talks to his friends. I love it. They everyone hates it so much. And Carl Anderson's the only one that likes it. I do it to people at work and they don't get it. <laughs> Brian works at an upscale coffee boutique and he's doing the redneck voice. Luke, Doc Gallows, listen. You've influenced us so much. I love it. I love it. I gotta I, go to Pro Wrestling Tees and get some of his shirts. Big LG, man. I got he's he has a Sex Ferguson shirt. It's, it looks like it's Sex Pistols, but it says Sex Ferguson. Oh, my it's God. It's so ridiculous. It's so skeezy. Luke, Luke you're great. I, I, everything that you've done has been fantastic and fascinating for me. Mm-hmm. So definitely go to High Spots. Check out Wake Up Time to Die with Cliff Compton and Sex Ferguson just for Sex Ferguson. Oh, please. I, I mean, he goes so far. It's great. I want his jacket. I, his you know, windbreaker. He, yeah, he's got he's got his Ribera Steakhouse. <laughs> hey man, you work in Japan in the eighties, you got a goddamn Ribera Steakhouse goddamn jacket. And you wear it on my property. Goddamn brown brown shorts on my property. <laughs> goddamn Ewoks over on my property. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, hey, definitely listen to talk and shop. It doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it does. Love it. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Would you like to review NXT? I guess so. Uh, because we don't want to review Raw. No. But we're about 45 minutes in, so I guess we should talk about what happened in the last week of wrestling. Yeah. Um, we open Tyler Breeze. Look, everyone, it's Tyler. Against Mojo Rally. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I think there's a sign in the crowd talking about how Mojo Rally is like a golden retriever. Is there? I'm pretty sure. No. Yeah. I did not. It's pay a, it says like Mojo sit stay or something oh like my that, God. and it's like oh, well how about that? Uh, Tyler Breeze like popping Mojo a couple of times and then taunting him in the corner. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. What a dick. Stick and move, man. Mojo Rally has a hurt shoulder though. Don't forget he got run into the corner of the ring post the week before. Remember in that forgettable segment? That mm-hmm. happened. Don't yeah. forget. Don't forget. So Mojo hurts his shoulder and then taps out to a Fujiwa armbar. Uh, he doesn't tap out. Ref calls it. Oh, that's right. He didn't. He's like Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, squeeze. It's like blood from a stone. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't give up. Or the Mark just, Henry at, uh, what was the last one? Night of Champions. Night of Champions. That's how memorable that was. Yeah. I just had a lot of beer. Just yeah, the, well, excuse me. Don't just excuse me for that one. Don't memorable. Don't write that in the review. Don't write about how this podcast is rememberable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Mojo Rally does not tap. He is. It, it's just called. The ref says no more. Tyler, please stop. I felt the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tyler Breeze. He's still billed as like the underdog because he's a smaller guy. But okay. I don't know if he's going to come up to WWE and, like, make a huge impact, but I enjoy him in NXT. Yeah. NXT, to me, is like, hey, you know what? If you never make it huge in WWE, I might be okay with that. Yeah. Because you gave me a lot of entertainment here in NXT. Yeah, exactly. So, good good for that. Ho- that's, that's and cool. I'm glad that they're giving them merchandise, too, because yep. that will at least make them some something more than just, like, oh, there, there was somebody who could have been something. Ex- exactly. Exactly. It's nice. Uh, Cass and Enzo talk to Regal. Uh, Carmella debuts next week. Ooh. Man. That's this week. Oh, whoa! It is this week. 
It's in two days. But if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's tomorrow. Oh, no. But if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's tonight. Oh, shit. What happens if you listen to it on Friday? Oh, you're fucked. Oh, God. I wish WWE Network had on-demand programming. I know. What are you going to do? Uh, WWE doc or WWE Network.com. WWE Network is going to be running commercials now. Did you know about that? Did no. you not get the email? No. There was an email that said, like, hey, guess what? We're showing commercials now. Whatever. I don't. I, I pay a subscription fee. I don't want commercials. Eh. I mean, there are already commercials. At least it's not just WWE commercials. Uh, it's just so bizarre. I, I mean, I don't need WWE Network commercials. Follow me into the jungle. That I don't understand the WWE Network commercials while I'm watching WWE Network. I feel the same way. Uh, yeah. Hey I'm, guys, we're WWE Network. Yeah. I'm here. All right. Well, uh, let me go back in time and see if I can do that. <laughs> uh. So. Big cast in in Enzo. They get Carmella's debut. I'm excited. I'm excited because I love Carmella. I know you're listening to this. I love you, Sasha. I know you're playing this for Carmella. Let her know. Tell her. Just let her know we love her. It's Halloween. Well, Brian doesn't love her. I love her personally. Whatever. No big deal. Who cares? It's, it's not. Okay. What's what even? Who cares? Whatever. Not even a big deal. Who cares? <laughs> playing it cool. Jets. Sharks. <laughs> West Side Story reference. Yes. Won an Oscar. Uh. There's a Hideo Itami and Ascension video package. Which was awesome. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, also, the audio in this episode of NXT was not fucked up like the week before. Mm, I wonder what happened. It seems very choice. Interesting. We get Victor uh, against Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami has an awesome ring entrance and does what I don't like in professional wrestling, which is go to the top of the ramp and pose. Yeah. The Divas do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. Damn. Yep. That's why I don't like that. <laughs> Boom. Don't go to the top of the ramp and pose. Do it Do it in your walk. Yeah. Or do it like, have something more elaborate than like the two fingers up. I love the two fingers up. Do it while you walk or something. Yeah. Top of the ramp poses look like Divas stuff. That's it. That's all. That's just my opinion. That's how I feel. Good point. Um, this match starts and is a fucking slugfest. They just grab each other and beat the shit out of each other's heads. That's it. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Victor's in control really early, and mm-hmm. I feel like the crowd was not into that. Good. Also, I hope this lets people know, the cr- crowd doesn't give a fuck about the Ascension. They like Connor. They like yelling, yeah. Huh. They like Connor. They don't care about Victor. Yeah. I, I don't know if nobody's noticed that over like the last two months. No, I hadn't. Uh, they're not huge Victor fans. They're big Connor fans. They like when Connor's in. They like when Connor's doing work. Victor's the small, like, Weasley-looking dude who's, yeah. like, going nuts. I like him. I'm okay with him. I have no problem with Victor. Yeah. I, I enjoy his ring work. I, I think his character fits and everything. I think he has the right look. Um, but I was thinking, when he came into the ring by himself and, like, you know, slapped the mat and, like, he didn't have that same punch as when he's with Connor. No. And so that made me think, I wonder what he's like outside of wrestling. I wonder if he's wearing, like, cargo shorts and, like... He has, like, a southern accent or something. Probably does. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if he's from, like, South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. What's he all about? Yeah. There you go. We'll, so we'll, we'll look that up. Yeah, exa- Yeah. Brian will look it up for you. In episode 33, you'll definitely know, no matter what. The year of Christ's death. Hell yeah. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Wow, that got dark. Ascension. <laughs> Ascension. <laughs> Um, so Victor's in control early and then Hideo Tommy's in control and then, uh, Connor 
doesn't really drag Funaki out so much as he just kind of carries him out and then starts throwing him around. Great respect to the wonderful wrestler Funaki. Oh, Funaki. Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, Funaki, did you get thrown around? Indeed. <laughs> Kaintai reference. <laughs> uh, Hideo Tommy wins with a drop kick. All right. So Victor looks strong. Mm. Um, that was weird. Uh, Connor and Victor beat the shit out of Hideo Itami and Funaki. They tie Itami in to the ropes, and then Funaki gets the crap kicked out of him, and then he gets carried away in a stretcher. Brian, any other notes from that match? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, no. No. <laughs> um, next, Vaude Villains against Enzo and Cass. Uh, there is a Stoop Kid reference from Hey Arnold. <laughs> that was so funny. They, them coming to the ring, uh-huh. I was just laughing my ass yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, it was great. They changed up, like, Enzo or didn't say, like, the same stuff he usually says. Yeah. Changed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let Cass talk a little bit more. Some stupid kid reference. Loved it. The, which, the that, like, woke the crowd up. That, that got them to pop huge. The crowd loved the stupid kids reference. <laughs> stupid kids afraid to leave a stoop was a chant during this match. <laughs> uh, so, very nice. Vaude villains having the matching ring gear, I really like. Yeah, me it's too. It's like that green and black or gray and black. or Like, it matches. And I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. I always think it looks really, really good. Always like uh, matching ring gear. Yeah, oh, always nice. I'm still not really big on the Vaude villains' new song. Yeah, why did it's, they? I, I don't know. It's just kind of like, um, it's kind of like 1920s. Oh, you know, like this music is old timey and then it goes into like another old timey song and then another one. Yeah. It should have just, I feel like it shouldn't just go back to like the one. Whole yeah, that song. weird sort of like, uh, you know, piano y, honky yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, whatever. Who, I, I, honestly, doesn't take away from the characters. No. I still really like them. No. Uh, Cass destroys the vaude villains. Of course. Jesus is. Christ. I mean, he's twice their son. The crowd, like, even with Cass and Enzo, the crowd still really likes Simon Gotch. Yeah. I, I love how much the crowd loves Simon Gotch. Mm-hmm. What a funny character, and the crowd just eats it up. Yeah. Uh, Enzo tags in after Cass destroys the Vaude villains, and then gets beat up. English attacks Cass, knocking him to the outside. They hit That's a Wrap. The Vaude villains win. Yeah. Wow. So they're really pushing those those Vaude villains. Hell yeah. Next, there's a Sami Zayn promo. Um, he's talk, the, talking about Titus O'Neil. He's the defender. He I is. Mean, he's honor. He, hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's the white knight. He is. And he wears fedoras. He... <laughs> well, he listens to Ska, so it's not that far off, I guess. Milady. <laughs> uh, after the Sammy Zane promo, we get Becky Lynch against Sasha Banks, which we've talked about earlier. I do not like Sasha Banks' new theme song. Uh, I want it to go back to Sasha Banks' old theme song. Yeah. I like Sasha Banks' old theme song. Brian dropped his notebook. I watched him do it. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to call it out, but that's an embarrassment to everyone. Yeah. Sasha... He so, just, I'm sorry. Sasha, we I, just apo- so, I apologize for Ryan. I was so enamored. I'm sorry. Becky Lynch has so much energy in her entrance. It's like, like to, too much. Style it back. Come hey, on. just like, yeah. <laughs> hey, I know you want to be at 11. Dial it back to 10. <laughs> uh, the bridge out of that pin to the drop kick, I thought looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then we talked about it earlier. The knees to the midsection spot looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like, that should be somebody in the WWE using that move, and Sasha Banks is doing it. Man. Sasha, keep it up. We love, we love you. You are awesome. Uh, there is a spot in this match that goes way too long. That's surfboard. It is. It just dragged. Yeah. I, I know that they probably had to fill time and everything. Yeah. But it really, like, went on for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of took the, the crowd out of this match just a hair. But 
I thought what brought it back in, Sasha Banks hitting that rebound Ted DiBiase clothesline, that what Cody Rhodes, Stardust, does, where it's like, oh, they get tossed into the ropes, and then you chase them into the ropes, they hit the ropes, then you hit the ropes right after them, they turn around, and they catch a clothesline. Yeah. Love that. Ted DiBiase Jr. did it, and now and Cody Rhodes did it, and now Sasha Banks is doing it. Wow. Looks really good. Uh, and then, of course, she hit the backstabber to the bankroll. Sorry, bank statement. They changed the name. Mm, I like bankroll better. Me too. Um, bank statements kind of sounds weird, but it fits, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Uh, uh, that looked so cool. Yeah. And, like, I know we already talked about, I mean, we're, we're just pouring it out for Sasha in this episode. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when I saw that, I, I like... That made me, like, really stop. I rewinded it, watched yeah. it again. That looked so fluid she, and so she, clean. She just does it so well. It's she really does. awesome. Yep. It looked so good. Sasha Banks, we love your ring work. We think you're great. We think the big thing's ahead of you. You're going places. But, but also, that's the kiss of death, because we said that for other people, and they don't mm. work for WWE anymore, so sorry. Camacho. Oh, fuck. What do you think Camacho's doing right now, Listening besides listening to this? Uh, uh, Titus so- O'Neil and Sami Zayn in the main event. Titus O'Neil is the giant in this match. Even though they're about the same size. Yep. But Titus O'Neil is a giant, giant man. He is a very big dude. Big dog is big. Yep. Titus O'Neil beats the hell out of Sami Zayn for about the whole match. Yeah. Um, This match is too slow and kind of like underdog reliant. Yeah. But it's underdog reliant without having any of the minor comebacks Mm -hmm. for Sami. Every time he gets like a move in, it's stopped and then back to like the slow pace. Yeah. And it, it didn't do it for me yeah which sounds kind of like, like that's kind of like a shitty sentence. oh i didn't do it for me it's kind of a shitty sentence it just didn't i don't think it made Sami Zayn look like an underdog mm-hmm. and i don't think it made titus o'neill look particularly strong and and i fully agree with you mm-hmm. and and i would and, and this is why i fell asleep during the match did you really i uh, fell asleep and i woke up at sorry because i really like titus o'neill too, too. yeah but the but Th- that this match was just not booked. It, it was it wasn't written well. Yeah, and and that and I thought you know what maybe I should go back and watch it. I'm like no, go with what happened first. Yeah, which is I fell asleep. Yeah, I mean I watched it late at night, which I, you know I normally do. I'm watching wrestling like pretty much whenever I'm not doing anything else, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep because it was just oh so it's this kind of match. Yeah, huh? it's it's really weird because I don't know who would book Titus O'Neil in a ten plus minute match. He he's not that kind of wrestler. He's not. I mean, he's, he's, he's a ta- he's a tag team guy. Mm-hmm. When he's in a tag team, he's great. He's a great hot tag. He's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, he's he really excels there, and he excels when he can really show off his power. When you have like a slower paced match, he's not that guy. He isn't. And and when you have him against somebody like Sami Zayn, it it's got to be faster. Yeah. It's got to be him as the big power, like just tank running over things, yep. knocking things over. Yep. And it wasn't that. Nope. It was it wrestled, wrestle, and I yep. mean that—that's all I remember. And then I fell asleep. Yep, exactly. Um, Tope Hilo by Sami Zayn looked really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it always does. Yeah. There's a guy sitting in like the second or third row, bigger guy, mm-hmm. wearing a fedora. Uh, he's wearing a Chris Hero shirt and a pink Rey Mysterio mask. Good sir. Damn. How much pussy do you think that guy's slinging? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. I mean, I'm just going to go there. <laughs> this is the 32nd episode. We got to make it the best we can. <laughs> Too soon for that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Brian, what's your pussy situation? You getting beaver? Uh, the springboard DDT getting reversed was awesome. 
And then the uh, Titus O'Neil hits like a bottom rope sky high, like D'Lo Brown. I think this is like his finishing move. He does like this, like lift up. It's kind of like it's kind of like a spinebuster power bomb. It's like yeah. a sit out spinebuster. Yeah. Um, it looks kind of like D'Lo Brown's. Oh, it was. I don't remember. I think low down was D'Lo Brown's uh, frog splash. Yeah. I think sky high was his like spinebuster power bomb. Sit down spinebuster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and Titus O'Neil uses that as a finish. I think mm. it's called Clash of the Titus. If WWE 2K14 has anything to say about it, that's what it's called. Um, Titus O'Neil wins with that spot. Damn. Uh, and I went like, wow, Healy Titus O'Neil won. Oh, no, he's a WWE guy. Oh, never mind. Yeah, of, of course he won. Of course he I didn't even think about it. It didn't even occur to me, so I was surprised at the finish. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Because I, I really thought Sami Zayn was going to pull yep. it out. Because mm-hmm. I'm really hoping they're going to mount his push I, right I think. Now. I think I think they are. I think they will soon. Yeah. Uh, I think that he has to win the NXT title, and then he'll move on. Um, Adrian Neville comes out to save Zayn, who's about to get his head fucking crushed, I guess. By Titus O'Neil, who like hangs him off the apron and then climbs like the top rope. What the fuck was he gonna do? Put your mouth on the curb, boy. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Brian. Okay, we're about an hour in. You ready to get into Raw? Yeah. Okay, John Cena and Dean Ambrose. You have to be in a tag match tonight. Oh, you win the tag match. Cool. Hey, John Cena and Dean Ambrose. We can't believe you work together. Guess what? You're in a contract on a pole match tonight. No, boo. But yay. Also, yay. Um... Cesaro, watch this match. It's uh, Dolph Ziggler against Randy Orton. Probably the best match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending spot, uh, which I'm sure you've seen, and has led to a meme of Randy Orton giving everyone uh, RKOs on the internet today. Yes. Where did that come from? I don't know. Uh, Powerbomb into RKO makes me love Randy Orton because he is a guy who is so hindered by the PG era. I don't. We don't talk about that often or whatever. If he was allowed to be edgy and crazy... He would be an all-time Man. great. Yeah. I mean, um, he's going to be. Yeah, he'll be in the Hall of Fame, whatever. But his character is really, really hindered by this kind of PG thing. He, if he was allowed to be nuts and crazy and yell at the crowd and say shit, he would be a monster and the biggest thing. He would be the top heel. I absolutely, by leaps and bounds, Le- he would be. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. They wouldn't need to bring Brock Lesnar back. No. Um... So he's very hindered by that. I also think Dean Ambrose works within constraints, but he would also be that. Yeah. Um, I think he definitely would help that being outside PG. CM Punk pushed PG about as far as, as, far as it could go. Um, but I think Randy Orton would definitely benefit being, you know, yeah. this being 15 years ago. Unfortunately, it's not. So mm-hmm. sorry, Randy. Uh, bummer. Uh, he and Seth Rollins are kind of having like a little... Back and forthy. I would love to see that. That's interesting. That'd be cool. It's interesting. It's a new matchup. Uh, Randy Orton says, I'm going to challenge whoever loses the contract on a pole match. And they go, "Uh, okay. Okay, whatever. Well, who Um, does that end up being? hmm. Huh, weird. Someone he's not allowed to face because they're the last match ever. Um, Rusev and Big Show, one-on-one. And then Mark Henry comes down and interferes. DQ. So Rusev wins and then gets teamed up by the two American guys. So he's the heel. Basically erasing everything that The Rock did last week. Absolutely agree. The Rock came down and made a great point. Didn't even talk about, like, didn't make, like, the Russia thing the thing. No. He came down and said, we don't like, the reason we don't like you isn't because you're Russian. Mm -hmm. It's because you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. Which was great. It's like, hey, maybe we're going to push this into something. Nope. 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 Take it all back. Uh, America, Big Show is America. So they, so the two American guys beat up the Russian, and everyone chanted USA. 
I, I'm American and I don't even respect that. Yeah. Hey guys, we got someone to team up with us and we beat you up. Fuck you. Tight. Cool. Pretty cool. Let's have Big Show chokeslam Kurt Angle off of a freaking ride. Highlight of the whole night. Uh, Sheamus against the Miz. Miz gets tossed to the outside. He's holding his knee. Damian Mizdow as his stunt double. Uh, Jumping, rolling, sliding into place, holding his knee the exact same way the Miz is. I hear he's getting huge pops. He, the, the crowd loves Damian Mizdow. It's great. He's awesome. It's so good. He's I'm been so he's happy been about so that. good. I heard there were chants during SmackDown last mm-hmm. week, and uh, I mean, yeah, but it's sound edited, so you don't hear it. Of course. I mean, why do that? That's the one thing I've never understood. Because they try to control their product, even though it's uncontrollable, because it's live on Mondays. That and- oh, hey, we got there's way more shows where we can get into what the fuck they yeah. do like that. It like, it's ba- like SmackDown is bad all around. Yeah, from from front to back, it's not. You don't need to watch it. When people go, "Ooh, where do I start?" Just watch Raw. You yeah. don't have to watch SmackDown. Don't. What What do you think will fail first, TNA mm-hmm. or SmackDown? Oh, TNA. Okay. SmackDown will keep going because they have someone who's buying it and they can sell advertising on it. Damn. Yeah, because they just signed all those contracts yep. with yep. Uh, NBC Universal. I heard they're moving into Thursday nights. That's some dirt sheet stuff. Um, They've been talking about that for months. I know, months and months and months and months. But I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, skip, skip, skip. Fast forward, skip, skip, skip. Divas, skip, skip, skip. Um, AJ Lee hits a Shining Wizard on Alicia Fox. Uh, skip, skip, skip. Main event. Oh, no, wait. Seth Rollins took on uh, Jack Swagger in what was a decent match. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out. Skip, 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 skip. Main event. Cena against Dean Ambrose. Kane, Orton, and Rollins are all on the outside. Boy, I wonder if they will interfere. Hey, Brian, they interfered. Oh, what? Uh, big breakdown of the match. Fight, fight, fight. John Cena gets taken to one corner. Rollins kind of gets taken to the other corner. They take the bad guys out. Um, Dean Ambrose wins. Pulls the con- He stands there with the contract in his hand before he pulls it down. John Cena makes a move, and he yanks it down, and then he's like, oh, you can't see me, whatever. It's uh, di- it's directed so poorly, I-, I would be embarrassed if that were me. Damn. Watch it. The camera calls whoever was directing. I would be embarrassed. Probably done. It it was for about forty five seconds. Every wrong camera was taken. Wow. You didn't see him pull the contract down. Cool. You see John Cena's face. You don't see him pull the contract down. It was like the whole night had led up to this point and it was directed so poorly, it made me go, well, what? Who, okay, well, you obviously don't give a shit, so I guess I don't give a shit either. So what, did the director walk away to take a piss during this match? No, I think, he just, like. I think he just went like, uh, four, two, four, four, shit, three, god damn it! How do I do this? Yeah, uh, stay wide. Good job. For, for what is normally... Some of the most seamless live mm-hmm. calling. Wow. Yep. Uh, that's embarrassing to yeah. hear. The commentary was tired all night, and uh, Raw was not very good. It was yeah. very disappointing. Hopefully next week is better because it's the go-home show for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Which I am not excited for. Nope. After Night of Champions that I was very excited for, mm-hmm. to roll into Hell in a Cell, which I hate gimmick pay-per-views. I, I agree. There's no need for this. Brian. We did it. We did it. Episode 32, where we talked about a lot of weird stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you were expecting just a straight review. 
hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. But episode 32 is our best episode. So it doesn't matter. So it doesn't even matter. I mean, Sasha Banks is listening to this. Yeah, Sasha Banks knows. Yeah, Justin Rojas knows. Justin Rojas. Justin Roberts knows. (laughs) You guys can follow Justin Rojas on Twitter. Search him out. He works for Funimation. Tell uh, Tell him Eric and Brian from Mega64 say hey. There you go. That's yeah. what's up. Send us some wrestling anime. Mm-hmm. I know it exists. Yeah, what's up? Oh, yeah, it's called Ultimate Muscle. Oh. Uh, Brian, we did it. Episode 32. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was great. Thought it was the best one. I thought it was absolutely Hell the best one. yeah. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, let us know what you think. Email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. We had emails. We didn't even have time to get to ah, them. Shit. Can you believe that? Jesus we Christ. We talked about Raw, but we didn't read emails. We talked about nothing for a really long time. So you can email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Know that we do read every single email that we get. If we don't eat, if we don't read them on the show, we we're really it. sorry. We definitely read them. Absolutely. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, at gohomeshow. Uh, Twitter's going to be a very easy way for us to interact with you, get back to you, tweet back to you, and everything. We retweet a lot of stuff that we get, so it's nice. Uh, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com is our Tumblr, where you can listen to the new episodes and everything, uh, see what we reblog. Facebook.com slash the go home show is where you can uh, like us on Facebook, even though Facebook makes you pay money to advertise to people who like your page. Like it anyway. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah, it's there's a paywall. It's weird. Whatever. Um, but as always, YouTube. We put the episodes on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Eric Bedour. It's my old YouTube channel that I don't put anything on anymore, except for this podcast. You guys can always listen to the newest episode. If you're like, ah, I don't really want to download it. Eh, I'm sitting in the office. I just kind of want to stream it. YouTube. It's there. Do it. Perfect quality. Check it out. Uh, perfect. Co- comment. It's, it's the most perfect quality Three you can ever get. Three out of five. Get. Perfect, 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 qual- perfect quality. Uh, leave a comment. I typically uh, respond to the comments. So uh, it's, a, it's a nice way to uh, interact with you guys. YouTube.com slash Eric Bedour. We have a playlist there if you want to listen to any of the old ones. But we have all the new episodes there. They go up at the same time as this. So you can check us out there. Brian, we did it. We did it. Episode 32. Uh, maybe one of our longest episodes. Probably. It, for for being an episode where we didn't go through our normal format, it is definitely one of our longer episodes. Yeah. So uh, w- that is great. Sasha Banks, thank you for listening to this entire thing front to back. We really appreciate it. Brian, anything else you want to say to these people? Let's just go home.